0: Welcome to the Relentless Podcast. Today we'll be going through the First Principles Series, session four, with our guest, Rick Michaels. Hey, it's okay. Well, thanks for joining me uh, to do this and really help out some of our students and even other people with really hectic schedules, you know, the, to be able to log in and listen. It's great. Yeah,
1: yeah. In fact, I probably want to use this. Give me a link, I'll, I'll, I'll use it for people that aren't coming that missed the class to say, here or don't have the book or whatever. I mean, I've got, absolutely. To... Anyway.
0: Yeah. Can... I'll make sure as soon as it's up, I'll, you'll be able to share that. So, um, Sweet. but yeah, so it looks like, uh, we're, I can't believe we're, we're already on number four. I I think. Know. Or, yeah. So we'll be going into that next week. Um, and so, and then we're got two more sessions and then we're done with the first book already. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to buy the second one. I know. Pretty great. <laughs> well, um, with that, uh, I guess what we'll do is—is is we've got our narrator here, and uh, <laughs> so okay. I'm going to have you read, and then when we get to the uh, think-through questions, like okay. one, two, and three, yes. we'll just we'll just read the question, and then maybe you or I uh, will just take a second and respond, you know, for a few moments, and, oh. and then just just to get some thoughts going. But okay. then once we get to the very very end, um, we'll leave it more open-ended with the with the questions that we'll be discussing. Uh, okay. At at the group does that make sense? Uh, sort of. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. well, this is this is the the test run one, so Okay. I'll let you I'll let you get going on it and I I'll, I'll be you here with you listening, reading along. Hey there, Rick.
1: Hey, relentless
0: relentless something rather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's our uh, our youth uh podcast for relentless youth group. Yeah.
1: Relentless relentless youth, right? Yep. That's okay. it.
0: <laughs> okay. The Great. word relentless just the sober powering i forgot what the rest of it was (laughs) hey that's what that's what i'm looking for Uh, we want to have students that you know relentless learn how to be like that
1: yes sounds like me when i was chasing cheryl around (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) all right sounds good uh three two one and go (laughs) renewing our minds now that you have made a commitment to master the first principles of the teaching You need to understand what that means. It is not just information to be learned. Part of becoming a disciple is to observe all that he commanded his followers, not just learn it. See Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20. How are the principles to affect our lives? How do we internalize his teaching so that we are truly living by it? These questions will be answered in this unit. God has outfitted us with all that we need to live our lives built upon the teaching. He has given us his word, his spirit, spiritual gifts, and he created us with natural abilities. All of these work together in a supernatural way to transform our lives, enabling us to walk by the spirit. Study the scriptures and read the passage Romans twelve one through 2. Let me turn now to Romans 1, 12, 1 and 2. Let's see here. Okay. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now think through these questions. Question one, what does it mean to present our bodies to God as a sacrifice?
0: Yeah, so with that one, you know, a quick example. Feel free to go and pause right now if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes and maybe write down an answer to that question. What does it mean to present your our bodies to God as a sacrifice? I don't think... I think Rick could agree with me. It's probably not quite like Abraham and Isaac. <laughs> I hope not. You're, you know, your son down on the altar and <laughs> to be burned with fire. Thank God for the ram, right? Yes, yes. But... You know, for me, sometimes a sacrifice honestly looks like choosing to not put on another television show, you know, or choosing to not stay up past a certain time because I have to die to my desires to want to entertain myself because I want to have the energy to be a blessing to my family the next day. So I think thinking in the context of as small as habits into as big as what is God calling you? Lay down. Some people have big things. God leads them to sell their entire businesses, you know, or, or otherwise. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a day to day thing,
1: day to day, moment by moment, uh, how we act with our neighbors, with our friends, our family, um, you know, how we control our our emotions, uh, how we uh, how we treat you know our, our fellow brothers and sisters
0: right absolutely so what's question 2 there what does it mean to be
1: conformed to this world
0: well i think we've got a lot of examples of that through social yes. media and everywhere else <laughs> you know uh i mean social media really paints a picture for a lot of us because being conformed to this world means being accepted by this world and if we're always trying to be accepted, we're chasing the likes, the shares, the comments, the views. And really, if we're pursuing that over God being pleased with us, I think I think that might be a sign we're starting to conform a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh,
1: what came to my mind immediately was uh, coarse language, you know, uh, using uh, bad language. Sometimes we're hanging around with our friends and, and the people start, uh, you know, using the Lord's name in vain or 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 sexual joking and that kind of thing. And uh, I think that we, there comes a moment where we have to decide whether we're going to engage in that or, you know, maybe politely not engage in it. And if we are decide to make that engagement, um, we are finding ourselves conforming to this world because Peter says in one of his letters, you know, not, I think it was Paul or Peter said, do not do that. And so me personally, I do remember, um, the first time I was with my friends and they were cussing up a storm and I was shocked I had no idea why they were didn't like it at all but it wasn't long before that that I I don't know what happened but I found myself entering into it and um and I conformed myself to to a world that I that before I I, I had no desire for didn't want to be a part of but I conformed to it
0: yep absolutely it, it happens uh, I think it's Dale Carnegie, I believe I could be quoting wrong, but you become the average of the five people you spend the most time hmm. with and so that might be might be a different person but I think it might have been him. So what's our third question on this one? The
1: third question is what is the
0: key to being transformed
1: and what are we to be transformed into? Yeah, what do you, what, what comes to you first on that one? The image of Christ. <laughs> Transform yourself <laughs> into the image of Christ. So the key to being transformed, I suppose, is to me would be to um, to, uh, to uh, yield to to the Spirit, yield to the Holy Spirit inside you, and stop, and just and just you know maybe say a prayer, ask God, you know, um, what do you want me to do here? What is the right response to the situation I'm in right now? If I feel like yelling at somebody. That sounds like a that's an action, I would say, of the flesh. But if I stop and say, wait, is this is yelling the right thing? Is that what you want, God? He'll probably well,
0: <laughs> tell you now. <laughs> right. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Rick, when you when you use that word yield. I really uh, had someone encourage me with that same word years ago. And it's one that stuck with me is it's it's a matter of yielding our will to his will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I like that uh, verse you said
0: earlier about um,
1: Dale Carnegie. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll double check who who it was, but I'll, uh, probably... it might have been Jim Rohn. But yeah, uh, one of those guys. Okay, I like that. All right. Let's take a quick peek at what the listeners should do next. They're on summarizing the core.
1: Yes. Uh, the The reader, the uh, the participant, yeah. is to write a paragraph outline. Annotate or chart your conclusions. So basically, I guess you can use whatever your gifts are to chart your conclusions, whatever best communicates for you. Comment on what it means to be conformed to this world from the passage. Try to put together a little formula on how to be transformed. And as I've gone through this book, I just want to share. I, I enjoy the uh, charting the conclusions. I, I like drawing. Little, pictures um <laughs> you know yeah that, that that, that to communicate something like here i might you know like if i was going to talk about my i don't know if i'm going too far here but if i if i uh if i wanted to you know, for example uh communicate you know myself talking with a bunch of group of kids you know maybe they're talking about you know sexual jokes or whatever mm-hmm. i may come in with a draw a little halo around me and then <laughs> the kids are here and then i yeah. put an arrow and then i'll have the halo gone or something like that you know something like yeah, that. something yeah. that sticks with with you you know because sometimes pictures you know pictures are worth a thousand words they say
0: absolutely i agree well in this next portion um feel free to go ahead and pause and, and uh, reflect on the core teachings of romans twelve one through 2 and when you're done with that uh come on back and we're going to go through the what's known as consult the scholars and if you don't know what that is uh, essentially, we're going to be reading a couple of commentaries and other writings that have uh, focused on this key portion of Scripture. So I'll let you take it away. Rick.
1: OK, consult the scholars. The following comments are designed to help you better understand the passage and to stimulate your th- thinking on the implications of the teaching. So the first is to read and reflect on this brief commentary on Romans twelve one through 2 and we read that earlier so let's reflect on it from this is how a scholar reflects on it although this is a brief passage it is extremely important it can establish a pattern in your thinking that if followed faithfully will enable you to internalize the first principles of christ's teaching in a life-changing way in paul's letter to the church at rome this little passage is strategic In the first 11 chapters of the book of Romans, Paul describes the mercies of God, their salvation, chapters 1 and 3. Their new hope in Christ, chapters 4 and 5. And their new power to live life in the Holy Spirit, chapters 6 and 8 through 8. Therefore, based on all of these mercies, 12.1 tells us to present ourselves to God the way the passage is written. Paul is calling for a decision. We need to dedicate ourselves to God. The visual picture of that is that of offering ourselves to God instead of some sacrifice. What exactly does this kind of decision involve? The answer, an entire transformation of our lives. To get this idea across, Paul sets up a contrast, being conformed to this world versus being transformed. But transformed according to what? Remember the Colossians passage? The world has a set of principles, and Christ has a set of principles. Colossians 2, verses 6-8. through 8. They are very different, so you cannot live by both. Earlier in Romans 8, 1-16, through 16, Paul tells us that we can either set our minds on the things of the Spirit, God's things, or on the things of the flesh. Our natural desires tied with this world. This is not a call to give up what we desire and live a boring life by rules and regulations. We are transformed according to what God wants. We will see for ourselves that God's will is perfect. It will be a far richer life than the world could ever offer. The concept of being transformed is a very important and very precise one. The literal word is. Metaphorsizo in the Greek, which is where we get the word metaphor, metaphors, metaphors,
0: Metamorphosis.
1: <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. <laughs> it is literally the process of a caterpillar turning into a but- butterfly. It is written in a way that means that we are allowing someone else to transform us while we do our part, actively renewing our minds. As we as we renew our minds in the ways of Christ rather than the ways of the world, the Spirit of God gradually transforms us into the image of Christ. See 2 Corinthians 3, verses 16 through 18. How do we renew our minds? We do it by setting our minds on the things of the Spirit in the Word of God. If we focus on the principles and philosophies of this world, the world will press us into his mold, I mean, uh, into its mold. If we focus, let me do that again, the world, yeah, if we focus on the principles and philosophies of this world, the world will press us into its mold. If we focus on the principles and philosophies of Christ, the spirit will transform us into the ways of God, or as Paul says in many of his letters, into the image of Christ. In another passage, Paul tells us to be filled with the Spirit. It's Ephesians 5, 18 through 20, which is done by letting Christ's words saturate our minds. See Colossians 3, 16 through 17. Read and reflect on key quotes. Okay, so our minds play an exceedingly large role in our Christian lives. It is in our minds that some of the fiercest spiritual warfare takes place. Even the stalwart reformer Martin, Martin Luther experienced victories and defeats in his thought life. We are not the first persons to wrestle with spiritual conflicts. But the challenge of bringing every thought into captivity of Christ is an especially difficult one today. Our minds are bombarded by conflicting messages coming to us through diverse media television, radio, records, films, print, the plastic arts. A collage of impressions and ideas stream through our minds each day, leaving traces in our memories. Sometimes the messages we receive complement and reinforce our Christian convictions. On other occasions, the messages attack our moral standards and sap our spiritual vitality. Sometimes we notice their subtle but devastating impact upon our minds only after months and years have passed today the need for christians to renew their minds through prayer confession meditation upon god's word and participation in the local church is paramount the apostle paul put the matter as a command and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your own mind romans 12:2 John Woodbridge wrote in this, this in the introduction of to uh, Renewing Your Mind in a Secular World. The book is a series of articles written mostly by professors from Trinity International University in Deerfield, Illinois, one of the best evangelical seminaries in the U.S. One of the greatest Christian leaders of our day, Francis Schaeffer, Schaefer, has given us a book, True Spirituality, in which he explains the dynamic of Romans 12, 1 through 2. There is indeed to be a presenting of our bodies, but this has meaning only on the basis of the understanding of the internal. Paul speaks here of not being conformed to this world, but this is not simply externally. In contrast to this, we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, and that is, in, is internal. The work of the Holy Spirit as the agent of the Trinity is not a coat we put on. It is not an external thing at all, but internal, bringing in turn something external. So here we move on in our understanding of true spirituality in the Christian life. Basically, it is a matter of our thoughts. The external is the expression, the result. Moral battles are not won in the external world first. They are always a result of flowing naturally from a cause. And the cause is the internal world of one's thoughts.
0: So here, we take a pause, if you'd like, on the podcast and go ahead and record any insights uh, or thoughts. Perhaps if you were thinking, like maybe I didn't think until just now, it'd be a good time if you weren't uh, driving and you could just write notes as you, as you listen. So multitasking at the best, right? (laughs) So, but next we'll hop on into thinking through the issue.
1: We need to internalize, be changed by the first principles of the teaching, but we cannot do that on our own. We need the Holy spirit to be transforming us. The spirit will supernaturally transform us. However, it is critical that we know our part in the process. What, we, what do we need to be doing in order for the spirit to do his work? The questions below will guide you in thinking through and discussing your responsibility in the transformation process. Issue. Internalizing the first principles. Think through the issue before discussion. And the first one is What are some of the core, quote, principles of the world, end quote, that pull on you every day?
0: Mm -hmm. So that'll be the discussion that we'll be having uh, this coming Wednesday, depending, of course, when you're listening to this, whenever you're stepping into the fourth uh, lesson of Becoming a Disciple, the First Principles of Faith book. uh, Your first question will be, what are some of the core principles of the world that pull on your everyday life. Do you have an example of just one, one off top of your head?
1: Top of my head the core principles of the world that pull on me every day. Well, I think the TV certainly comes to to mind, social media. Right. Uh, I get up in the morning and, you know, I want to first, the day belongs to the Lord and I may want to spend my first moments in prayer to him, but, uh, there's also this poll, let's see what's going on in the world, you know, what's, what's happened today, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Absolutely. and I find that if you, you know, if, and that's, that's what, that's, that's the principle, you know, what's going on in the world, instead of devoting that day, first and foremost, to the Lord, not saying that you Absolutely. have to do it, you know, not saying that that's, but I, I find that that is a principle um, you know, anyway, yeah, no, that's, yeah.
0: and that's, this is why we mention it and encourage everyone to read it prior to class. Cause it takes a minute to think about it. It can't always come up with the answers. To these really in depth right off the top of your head, you know, it's got a little bit of content to, to it. I think my thought on there is, you know, some of the principles of the world. Uh, I've been studying a lot of old Testament theology and worldview, biblical worldview, and it's helping me shift my own understanding of, do I have a Western, uh, Western American principalistic view of Christianity, or do I have a biblical principal view of what it is to be a Christian and a follower of Christ? And so that's that 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 is bringing into question for me a whole lot more ideas than you know even stuff that I think is scriptural. So I'm like, oh, I'm actually applying this principle of the Bible in my life in an Americanized way that's actually different than what the original intent was. And so it's really stretching. But So just just something to dwell on until the next class. Uh, we got two more questions for you to think about before discussion comes. What are those, Rick?
1: Second question is, since the principles of Christ are supposed to control our new lives, do any of the principles of the world strike you as being contrary to the principles of Christ? If so, which ones?
0: (laughs) That's funny. I feel like I, I was, I didn't even read the next question. Honestly, I I did not cheat. I did not peek ahead, (laughs) (laughs) but I do believe some of them. And, and even as we've been talking uh, recently in our, in these groups in the previous sessions about water baptism. And, and I, I think we've had a new revelation of, You know, it's not just a thing we do for conscience sake. There's a lot more to it. And now we have a Western worldview of baptism, but but what's the biblical perspective of it? And yeah, I think that's been helpful. Uh, One of those attributes I'm looking into. Yeah,
1: I would say that uh, for for young people, um, one of the principles of the world that I certainly uh, fought with, and I wish I'd been more successful at it. At, at fighting is this, this this idea that you had to lose your virginity i don't mm-hmm. that came about and it's like and and what a hassle that was to, and how wrong that was but that is definitely a principle of the world it, it just seems like um you turn on the tv and every every show just automatically assumes that if you like a girl and a girl likes you or whatever that mm-hmm. you jump in in into the sack you know and um yeah. And that wasn't the way it was. It just kinda came out. But I think that's that's a principle of the world that I think that that young people, you know, that want to follow Christ need to just make a commitment that
0: that's not because it's not going to be the, the way to do it. That's a good point, Rick. That's a really good point. And our last discussion that we'll be talking about soon is
1: which no, excuse me.
0: Uh number three, what do you need to be doing regularly
1: to truly internalize the principles of christ so that the spirit can use them to transform you
0: yeah what do you think rick
1: well what you need to be uh, doing regularly you know i said earlier you know i think that uh, starting the day in prayer or orienting yourself to christ and what he wants in that world will, will get you off to a good start so um that would be a regular yeah. pattern that i would that I like to try to follow. And it's not always easy, you know, <laughs> but... Well, that's true. But uh, these aren't easy things, are they? But with Christ's help, with the Holy Spirit, you know, submit to Christ and say, I need your help, Lord, because he gives us the strength to do these things. Every principle, you know, the strength is not in our own strength. We merely agree that we want to do it. and We ask God for help. At least that's how I see a lot of it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think that truly uh, being a student of the word of god and and memorizing scripture i, I mean i'm trying i'm trying to memorize more myself but genuinely uh, when you are facing obstacles and problems in your life um, i think one of the best things to do is to try and memorize the word of god in for that specific scenario so every time that 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 whether it's a, you, you deal with anger, you deal with depression, you deal with um, some other form of mental health uh, disorder or or disability, or if you deal with, um, you know, there's a whole gamut of things, addictions, uh, you can apply the word of God, and it'd be the best tool that you have in defense, because, you know, the devil knows the word of God, and, and he quotes it, he said, quotes it just wrong enough, so... If we don't know the truth of the word of God, we start to lose our feet, our footing. But we got to know it like Jesus did when he was being tempted in the desert. That is so
1: good. That is so good. The one one scripture that I memorize that I use quite often, if I'm facing temptation, is um, as as I'll, I'll remind myself, I say, you know, you are, I am dead to sin. Sin has no hold over me. But that confession, Amen. to say the word of God and whatever scriptures God gives you for the moment. When you proclaim it it's totally different you may think it you may think it, but if when you say it you know a couple of things if if, if satan's tempting you he hears the confession
0: and it, it just makes a difference i believe so anyway absolutely no i think it's great and well for anyone that didn't make it out to uh the group to really discuss this with everyone uh, let's just go ahead and give them the apply the principles uh, portion right at the very end that they can, and we'll leave them with that for this week.
1: Okay, yes, let me uh, turn to it here. At page 42. Thank you. Lost my place here. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to give you last week's principles to apply. No, this is the right one. <laughs> apply the principles. It is now time to respond to what you have studied and discussed. Take your time on this section. Think back through the first three steps. Design an application for your life. Mastering the first principles of the teaching of Christ involves more than just learning the concepts. The principles must be internalized. Only the Spirit can transform us. However, we must do our part. The first step is to make a commitment to fully serve God. Record and date your commitment in the space below take your time to write it out carefully because you will review it periodically.
0: All right. That sounds great. Well, let's just uh, bless everyone that was able to join us and we'll move on. I'll just say a little prayer here. So heavenly father, we thank you for this time uh, that we got to really go deeper with your word. And God, I ask that every listener, whether they're a part of sunrise or relentless youth group or, or even this discipleship group that we're going through. Maybe they just came across this podcast by a chance. Lord, I ask that they might even be able to hear what it is you're saying and how we can be led to a deeper, richer, more fulfilling, free life that's not about us, but about serving you and your kingdom and and setting people free from the bondage of sin and death in this world. And God, I thank you that they might even make that commitment to you right now, acknowledging not only the birth of christ jesus through the virgin mary but lord his life his death on the cross and his resurrection three days later from the tomb where he raised himself to life with the keys of death and hell in hand and he's now given us that victory through the holy spirit living in us in the shed blood of yeshua jesus and now we can say we will follow christ and we will follow him through the waters of baptism to re, re, uh, as a remission of all of our sins the remission of all the attachment that the that sin and demonic has over our life that it could be washed away and we're a new creature in you we thank you for that father god and we bless these people in jesus name amen amen all right rick well thanks and um we'll be getting a few more episodes recording and we will see you again next week either with you or with uh, with someone else but it's been a, it's been a, it's been a yeah while. it
1: has been thanks very much and uh
0: god bless y'all hey everybody thanks for listening to the relentless youth podcast this is kevin johnson here it's been my pleasure i hope you enjoyed it and please make sure to not to leave us a review definitely not a five-star review